record I ever owned. Teaching why 1978. Two hand tapping guitar technique really caught me off. Eruption, yeah. Ain't talking about love. I'm on fire. Nerf Herder, everybody. Nerf Herder with the song Van Halen. Right. Credit where credit's due. That's right. Just a bunch of Van Halen nerds like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. You found your home. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Fair Warning. Cross for me. It's MC Sacred G. In the house. El Pagano. To my left. What's up? Holding down the couch and there's I, the thick white duke. Bringing you, not the latest. Matter of fact, most of this is pretty old news. For sure. And, and I'm going to say maybe not the greatest, eh. but I like this album. It's the, me and Augie were talking about this I before like you got this here. this album. We'll get right out the gate. Here we are in 1988. 5150 was... <laughs> You're just going to rhyme all night. Um, Nipsey Russell tonight. Um, <laughs> they're feeling pretty good. The 5150 tour did, did pretty good numbers. The album was their first number one. They're just, you can't tell them nothing right now. They're king yeah. of the world. Yeah, and and coming off of that weird hump, man. Maybe they maybe what's gonna happen? We got we replace the lead singer. Is this thing gonna work? Sammy seems like he has no problem stepping into. Turns the Turns out it's no problem. He's got no problem with hardly this. an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. What was going on uh, tangently, tangentially, tangentially? One Be of those. Gentle with me. Pick, with Dave, I forgot to look that up. What was he doing? Well, this is a great time that we could do a little uh, cross-promotional business. If you listen to this show and you like it and you just wish there was less Augie on it, you can listen to, uh, I can't remember, the, the, next, the next episode. episode. And, I know, uh, that took me a fucking being, breath, too. Wow. I know. And we just talked about that. Being Dave's second solo album, we covered it because that's what we do. We do second albums, at least right now. Right for now. a couple of years we've been doing it. I know. We're we reserve the right to change point. it up whenever yeah, the fuck point. we feel like. But we just covered Skyscraper in its entirety. So when did that come out? 88. And I think to... he scooped him by a couple months once again. Dave's uh, got the jump. But um, uh, but, it, uh, it, and it, but it doesn't <laughs> feel like there's uh, any animosity. It feels like they're even professionally giving each other some space. They're not coming out at the same time. They're not doing big movie blockbuster, you know, trying to uh, one-ups <laughs> and stuff. Um, skyscraper, pretty good album. There's some, there's a, there's a couple hits on that thing. Mad decent, and it's, it's and there's kinda, a few that are not so good. Mm, so it's, it's like take, he took uh, Eat 'Em and Smile and mashed it up with Crazy from the Heat. Yeah, and and he dropped one of their producers. He dropped Ted on, or they dropped Ted on on the skyscraper album. Him and Stevie did it, but they're sticking with fucking Don Landy on OU812. Now Don is Don went. Don stayed with the brothers. Yeah. Ted went over with the with uh, He came Dave. with the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now uh, with this album, what they spent a bunch of months recording it. They nah, did. How they, long? I'm going to go a bunch, a bunch of months. Yeah, they weren't you listening? You're right. You're right. Well, but you were so the Yeah, we were talking this album doesn't have a producer. Oh, so so Don's just doing the doing the engineering. Well, it's he's still... credited as producer, and the band's credited as producers. Okay, but if you ask Sammy, this... nobody produced this record. This is a good segue. Uh, clip number two that I brought right. to you oh, because yeah. they still have Mick Jones from the. That's right. From but, 50, yeah, and uh, anyways, this yeah, 
Uh, this is Ed talking about that same topic. All right, check it out. What about your producer? How much input does he have? How much input do we have? Yeah, we, <laughs> we produce it ourselves. So. Uh-huh. You did the last for yourself? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, well, the one before, too, basically. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Mick Jones got there when we were done. We felt really bad. We felt really bad, so we ended up writing one more song with him just to make him feel like he was a part of it. <laughs> no, I swear to God. And, and 1984 was the first album done in my studio, and that pretty much we did ourselves too. Uh-huh. But that wasn't credited to you, right? No. no. Well, you know, Ted was still our yeah. official... Your official mentor. His name was still on it. Executive. You know, he wasn't that involved. Uh-huh. You know. Well, see, but from the very beginning, you guys pretty much had control of the range because even he well not, not completely oh really otherwise yeah. songs like dancing in the streets would oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it you know but I remember saying one time you got in it city. really pissed me off because like say Diver Down that album was half cover tones yeah, yeah. It had a pretty woman on it and uh-huh. had you know you get all the good times gone and you know I'm just calling it enough you know uh-huh. well, I'd rather that was, I, that was Templeton yeah, yeah. yeah. Templeton right oh yeah Whatever well it was yeah. Dave and Ted you know they were very their philosophy was sort of I mean I, I, I heard him saying it once saying hey if you redo an old hit, you're halfway there. It's already been done. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember yeah, saying, I was, I'd rather bomb with my own shit than make it with somebody else's. Because the time you can save on like writing tunes, you know, man. Just, no, but that pissed me off because I remember the lick I had for dancing in the streets. Done this, the synthesizer thing. I was writing my yeah, own song. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and he, he kind of says, like, hey, "Cool, we're for this." Yeah. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> but at that time, I wasn't. I guess in the position to say no, you know. And finally, we kind of... That, well, that, that shows a major change in the band right there. Oh, yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. a lot more that was 1984. 1984, it was the first album, actually, where we did what we wanted. Yeah. And that might be part of the reason why a certain person left. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the reason, I forgot to set that up, because, yeah, the last part of that I thought fit in, too, because you could, there's still the Dave thing lingering a little bit, no, and when, they, when that comes up, they're not... Shy never about stopped talking about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He loomed over them till he came back, and then he left and loomed again. And so you're never going to get out from underneath that David Lee Roth shadow. Yeah. And it seemed like every time they they got back together for interview or talk or what I remember uh, one time watching MTV and Beck is accepting like best <laughs> new artist, and they had the original lineup on stage. All yes, of a I remember that. And uh, Dave, Dave pissed Eddie off anyway, because he right then, because he's doing some shenanigans and he's looking at people in the crowd and, and fucking taking a little bit of the spotlight. Nervously felt like a guitar hero. Sorry, hamming it up, hamming it up, making the faces. Once once you get allergic to the ham, you you don't get a taste back. <laughs> you don't you don't start you know that old chestnut. That's what my think, grandma always said. Yeah, exactly. Is it a, a Dutch thing? Are you maybe Dutch? a little bit? The Dutch man came over. <laughs> I'm talking about the Van Halen brothers. Yes, yeah, the Dutchmen, the Dutch, the Dutch wine Dutchmen. They're, they're doing good for themselves. Um, that was a good segue. So these guys are. That's why the record sounds like shit. Is what I was getting to. Do you think you you don't like the sound of OU812? Where are we with the production on this thing? I, I, it needed a producer, in my opinion. Like it's it's kind of foul. Okay. Just okay. just audio wise. Yeah. It just yeah. I don't, I could, that's what we were talking about earlier too like every time I don't know it always sounds like it's on the lower I don't know it's quiet quiet which quiet, you know, yeah. they didn't loudness master everything within an inch of its life back then either but it's just it's thin the bass is like gone 
there's not a lot of bass presence on uh, this one. Alex is playing those electric drums a lot on there. Some live yeah, drums too, yeah, but yeah. it's not helping the thickness of things. I'm thinking OU812, um, again, it, it, what you guys are saying, and it, ha it, it has um, it has the beginnings of them coming co co coalescing yeah. as this new formation. There aren't. It doesn't feel like there's any lingering tunes that were on 5150 maybe they were working on now it you know, sounds like according to them they're starting fresh in the studio yeah it feels that way and so this this feels for me like a little uh, gestation of an album this like you're saying the tone isn't that good there's a couple nice nice um uh tunes on here that's the, what saves the record. That's what if, saves. If the it. tunes weren't there, this would be a garbage album. And there's some there's some good riffs. There's some good drums going on here. You just wish it was it's a live good Van Halen album. Yeah, it's just it's not the best sounding one. And it, and again, it's one of those times I start thinking, um, boy, this reminds me of old Van Halen and this this tune. I always want to reference yeah. what I already know of the band, you know, or what, what you've already heard of. But that just goes to support that that's what these fucking guys sound like. Oh, we're they make badass drums, badass riffs. And we're going to hear a Hot for Teacher uh, <laughs> rip off here in a yeah. bit. It's not ripping off if it's yourself. Right. John Fogarty proved that in court. I'd like to cite Fogarty versus Fogarty. <laughs> <laughs> the people versus Fogarty. Oh, shit, man. Can you just make it stop? Is what they're trying to do. So like, when the, oh, that was the other. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. I guess um, I always forgot that they didn't tour. It wasn't just them on tour. This is the Monsters of Rock tour. This is the Monsters of Rock tour, which definitely getting into because I remember that. I didn't Did go, go, but I know. But I remember that, like seeing the commercials on MTV and stuff. And yeah, it's like I, wow, dude. hearing about Monsters of Rock. Dude, fuck, I forgot what was that lineup. Yeah, I went to that it fucking was, it Monsters was the, of the Rock. It was Van Halen, the Scorpions, Dokken, um Metallica. My Metallica, yeah. To Scorpions and, this morning. And the cool. last kind of like uh, and they were kind of like easy to forget. I can't remember. I it's I actually Kingdom Come. You know what? Oh, was it? Yeah, maybe it was. It 100% was. You know what? <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> I saw my first set of boobs at the Kingdom Come That's right. set. Here we go. Rock. The surprising thing Oops. is that the Van Halen guys, I can't... Where is it? Oh, that's the Lars we're Here listening we to right there with his John Lennon glasses. Oh, no. Yeah, he looks like a baby. This one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monsters of Rock. Bill Graham presents the concert event of the year. July 16th and 17th at Candlestick Park. The Monsters of Rock. That's the one I went to. Starring Van Halen. Special guest, yeah. The Scorpion. Also starring Darkhead. With Metallica. And Kingdom Come. Tickets now at all Bass Ticket Centers, including the Warehouse and Tower Records. July 16th and 17th. The only Northern California day. Van Halen's Monsters. Dude, I just remembered something that happened at that show that was fucking cool. I went there. Uh, I went to that show with my older cousin, R.I.P. That uh, we went to the same ZZ Top concert that I told you about. Oh, yeah. But anyways, I uh, managed to go with him to this, and I remember just everyone parking, in, partying in the parking lot, like just pre-funking before, just crazy shit. Yeah. But when you walk in, the one thing that stuck out was right 
they weren't really patting you down. Everyone was just tossing their beers. So there was like a stack. I'm not lying, man. Like a stack of beer cans, just a pile of them before you get in. But um, yeah, the one thing I forgot when I was watching that clip you just showed, because all all the uh, concerts in California were all Bill Graham presents, and it would always be on the ticket. Bill Graham presents, like right. it's fucking Bill Graham, and um, legendary. Yeah, right. And um, put on so many fucking amazing shows and any, and anyways i remember because metallica was there like you could, that crowd like i wasn't i didn't go down on the floor until van halen came on so i was just watching it from the upper deck yeah and dude the, the metallica crowd was just insane like and that's a hometown show for them no 100 yeah damn uh, and uh just moshing and anyways that <laughs> around that time in is between this, shows what was that is this before injustice for all or is this is it right around this is i think it's 88 it's ride the lightning it's not ride the lightning it's justice i believe yeah, yeah. it's gotta be or uh yeah yeah so i mean they're basically they're hammers they're just fucking, <laughs> they, yeah yeah metallica yeah. is full full the scorpions are just riding high yeah. too this is like a master puppet yeah this is uh rhythm of love, love. It, this yeah, is pre like sting kind of oh, yeah. the rhythm of love <laughs> dude that's yeah. a jam <laughs> but basically because the metallica fans were there the crowd was getting real rowdy and in between bands it, it, something was going on i can't remember it was getting rowdy up front up teeth. and it's getting really loud really loud in that uh stadium and then uh you see this guy walk out because the bands were still setting up no one's on stage and you see this guy walk up grab the mic and just start yelling at the crowd, if you motherfuckers don't shut up, nobody's gonna go on tonight. Nobody's going on. And you're just what? like, who's it? You kind of heard this rumble like come up, like, who is it, who is it? And it's a motherfucking Bill Graham just took charge, oh. dude. Like, you fuckers shut up, or there's no show. <laughs> yeah. And it fuckers shut up. That's Bill Graham. Wow. Word is Bond. Yeah. <laughs> that, what I was totally his, forgot about the Fillmore was his, right? That was his... Was it kind of that's, one of his clubs? I, I think, or, or one of the first, or one of the big ones anyway. East and West. Uh, R.I.P. Shout out, Bill Graham. Should we get into this record? What do you think? Let's uh, let's hear these thin drums. It's it's too bad, because this is a great song. To, it's a great album opener. It's kind of a new sound for them. Sammy... Uh, really labored over these lyrics. If you, if you <laughs> research, like he really, he says he he beat himself up and wrote it seven times because he just they're, they're, he's trying. He's, he's, he's trying full hard. on grabbing hold of that bull and and this is this is like a Sammy nine right here. Yeah, you know what do you mean? Like on the about a nine Where on a ten scale. <laughs> oh. Actually, that was another thing I forgot to mention. Did what? Didn't he have to put out a solo album in between this one and the last one to oh, fulfill his shit. contract? That's right. In '87, how are we going to forget the self-titled Sammy Hagar album? And then, um, and, and, and he played Alec. bass on. Those guys played, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Oh, I might have to pull a clip from that Ooh. in a minute. Because there was that's where it was right before this. Because some of those songs made it on the set, I think. When yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sammy would do a solo show too. Damn, to what what their their average set they were playing. Let's hear mine all mine. Yes, you got to cut up. 
about thin. You know? Yeah. It's the electronic drums on with the keyboards. It's got that... There should be more thump going on. But this is where this is what their future sound is going to be. They're going to fill it out now. You know, the next few albums will start rounding it out. Right. Like what's to come a little bit. This kind of songwriting that they would do with Sammy, this is a, definitely a mutual production. Yeah. Right. He just gets. Yeah. I don't know why I like that so much. We just search this shit One of the best ride players ever. <laughs> Alex really explores the ride, and I love it every time he does. Um, and in, in a way, like Stuart Copeland is with uh, his drum timing, Alex is just. Is is pushing the beat. He doesn't yeah. sit back in the pocket. He doesn't, he doesn't bottom that, that shit. He yeah. He just he's right on that edge, man. Just almost Breathing. too fast. Almost like it's gonna speed up. Yeah. But uh, but he's you know he's rock solid. That's a real tough, real tough thing to pull off as a drummer. You know you know what? There was a clip I wish I pulled. It was him talking about his approach to when he plays with Eddie, like how he comes in and out, like not trying to match his uh, his speed and doing the opposite time wise. Yeah, you know, uh, in between stuff. Yeah, um, I'll bring that clip next time because I wanted to get into more of that stuff too. Like how even he, just drum kit wise, it was always a different kit every year. Like <laughs> that's how you knew what tour it was. Kind right. Of. right. This is the one with the rotating. Yeah, man. And he had three kits. Yeah, dude. And then on the show, you could see the clip online uh, when he's doing his drum solo. The rise, the riser is like this big cylinder that just keeps yeah, going up. Hydraulic lift. With like yeah. It's dope. He he did like to have that. He would stick with that for a few uh, tours. He would oh, have yeah. the lift. He kept that one for at least, I think at least through uh, we're live right here right now. I think he he lifted about five <laughs> feet up. I mean, it wasn't super tall. It wasn't like uh, Tommy Lee going on a roller coaster or anything. But yeah, <laughs> hey, that's still the same old Eddie. Tripping to think there was an acoustic guitar. I might be tripping completely. It's yeah. just so thin that like could be a good number I, of things. I think it can. Yeah, thin equals compressed. I feel like this album is is just compressed. This could the be the cocaine problem we were talking about in the last episode too. Yeah, making your ears want it crispy. It's right. crispy, right? Edgy, crispy, real mid tony <laughs> And I'm just, there's no doubt in my mind they were well acquainted with the booger sugar at so? this point. By this time, yeah. they've had a little success. They've yeah. had some success. They had hot and cold running cocaine like in every room. It's <laughs> right, a humanism empowerment jam for you right out the gate. Yeah, he's got a theme to this song. He's got a vision for it. It's not, it's not about anything that happened to him in his past or, or, or like, you know, fucking. But that'll come later. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's fuck jams coming. <laughs> Listen to Michael back there. Angels. Angels. Michael is particularly on point <laughs> on this album. Like, you can't hear his bass, but he's in there with the backups. 
And that, that's part of why it's so thin, too, is you can't hear Michael's bass. It's not There's like it's the not essence of an idea of a bass line yeah. going on there. Yeah, they did it. Which, okay, Metallica at this time, too. They, 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 they were doing tuned, the same thing to Newstead. At this yeah, point. they tuned down so some bass, uh, some bass uh, themselves. So. I don't know. It's like big butts weren't uh, in fashion in the '80s either. So it was not all about that bass. We were about to get the subwoofer for cars. We were about yeah. like, like I think. Uh, yeah, see that as soon as Two Live Crew comes around, and booties back in style. Again. Yeah, you're gonna get your bazooka tubes. You're mm-hmm. gonna get your removable Alpine stereo face, and you're gonna kick that. Now all of a sudden, bass is gonna come back in real heavy but right now we're it's it's a thin time it's like you can measure the economy by the hemlines of skirts that's know? right that's right booty base ears is it the economy is better when it's higher or lower i don't know yeah i just like the migration sure like. keeps it interesting i like the i like the measuring <laughs> well yeah my own mind that was i always love that song that's one of i think one of the better songs on the album um, lyrical wise, it, it it's a cut above the fuck jams we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. not about cars or anything like that. He's actually thinking about shit. I I feel like Sammy sat down for a full twenty minutes and thought this one out pretty good. Wasn't yeah. this one of those uh, uh, stories in that interview? Oh yeah, that's was... right. He wrote it like seventh. Actually, yeah, that's right. I just got done saying how he labored over it so <laughs> hard. But uh, hey, you know, should do that on all of them maybe. But yeah, I was working. Love to- I'd love to hear that song remixed, though. Like, I'd, I'd love to hear this whole album yeah, remixed, I mean, remastered. Essentially, do it. Yeah, should be in the. But cards there's so much there. stuff. You like, I mean, listening to it on in the headphones, like you just hear so much that's underneath all that. Yeah, that's not uh, at the same level, or I don't know. Yeah. And what it, was it? What's your impression when you uh, when you saw them live? Monsters of Rock tour. I mean, just loud jams, and you're like, "Holy fuck, Van Halen!" Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was a big ass stage, like that. Was, that's what was really uh, that's that stands out too. Yeah, the candlestick. So it was like that Dude, whole yeah. the whole back the whole infield Jeez. or what? Yeah, yeah. Dang. Did you smell weed there? It, <laughs> I missed I'm, that I'm man. To think <laughs> of a young <laughs> Augie walking through the stadium, looking at all the bands from top, and then finally when Van Halen comes on, you're like, I, I'm going down in there. I'm going into the fray. Hundred percent. It's a it's a bold move too, young man. Um, anybody standing next to you when you did that? You're, you're, you're yeah, some asshole your yelling Eddie like half the time. Like, Dude, I, it's so loud, and you're louder than this. How does that happen? Well, make sure Eddie heard him, man. Because they were gonna hook up after the show. That's right. <laughs> if I say it again, maybe he'll hear me this time. Oh, bro, dude, you yeah. up there at the hey, 300 level. Come up on stage. I thought that was you. I'm going to change your life. Almost didn't hear you. Suck my dick. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I thought, Eddie. <laughs> Man. Uh, I was reading in that same, it might have been that same article, because I'm looking at the um, cover right now. Oh, yeah. That you have up with all the tracks that, um, like, that was the first time they had all their faces on an album. Really? If you think about it. And then they were saying, as far as covers go, I guess Alex is the one that picks them all. Yeah. Like he's behind all. Like from day one, he's the album cover art guy. Yeah. Like he picked that fair warning painting we were talking about, remember? And um, they wanted this to be a little more Beatles. um, Yes. No, exactly. That's what they said. The side lighting. Yeah. A lot of people. Like Kiss has done that. (laughs) 
totally. Everybody's done that. That was off their first one. Was like that, huh? Uh, Old kiss, the first the side kiss lit one? with the makeup faces. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Under lighting for fucking um, Queen. Yes. You know, but they would on the back of this album too. They, they, that's a that's a piece. That's an art piece. Right. On this one, yeah, the monkey with the human skull in that his Alex hand. wanted on there. That's what it said yeah. in the article. That's right, that <laughs> Alex picked that shit out. It's yeah. on his desk in his office. He's like, hey. I bet if you asked him, he would have like a whole oh, awesome yeah. explanation for that. God, how was nobody asked him that? We got to get him on the show. We should call him. Oh fuck, Let's get him on the show. Well, there was a, speaking of him still real quick. That book I was showing you, the um. Is one of the Van Halen's books I brought over, but I uh, started reading it, and there's one section. It was that guy that was hanging out with them, and uh, he just was saying that uh, Alex was always the one throwing out, like, you know, what do you call it, like Yoda advice, basically. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, right, the right. Reverend Al is exactly. uh, yeah. in the house. He's going to drop <laughs> some jewels. I really feel like he, he we haven't got all the wisdom we can out of him yet. I agreed. I think agreed. there's a third act for for Alex, and I know you know he's gonna stay out of the limelight for a little bit, understandably. But you got to give him his space. Uh, I think the yeah. Alex Van Halen podcast Whoa. could be like a game changer. Oh, dude, that's imagine? a great idea. Coming dude. to TNE Networks in T- 2022. Please <laughs> just write us at um, <laughs> TNE Jerks at Gmail and uh, we're going to start a campaign to get uh, Alex's uh, his own podcast on Call this network. Wailing about Halen? No? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be an amazing podcast, though. Can you imagine? Oh my God. That's a good call, man. You get, he's like Kevin Smith. You get asked like one question, and you get like 40 minutes of content out of the guy. Totally, man. Come on. This next song was uh, me and uh, Alana Finch's song. <laughs> <clears throat> In high school, that's a good. Name. Uh, not because she wanted, she wanted like some Mariah Carey or like Boys to Mention. I was like, no, nah. no, <laughs> no. Our song is "When It's Love" by Van Halen. Okay, and you know, yeah, and that was that. This is we're we're, st- we're again we're gonna hit this anthemic theme. You yeah. know, we're this is, we're they're laying down blueprints for what's what's to come. This is one of the best live performances of Van Halen I've ever seen is that Tokyo concert that these uh, interviews have been, these little clips have been from like before that show. That's and when right. they do When It's Love and they're doing, I mean, this is on TV. It's hard to sound good on TV anyway, and there's controversy about their live albums not being live. This was live to TV, live as it gets, and they were just crushing it. Well, you think maybe some of their musician choices, their their instrument choices are based on what the radio sounds best at and what TV now that cuz there what comes through on TV when I'm saying that I'm thinking anytime you use electronic drums you know the benefit that you're getting is the consistency of sound it's easy you can mix it you can fuck with it and you can make it fit any distribution platform and they are well versed at this point in their career about being seen on TV they accepted the camera early on with their videos and MTV, and it worked. So they're, they're as the band's developing, they're figuring out how to get their media presence across. They definitely have a media presence. They got the nude, the nude singer, yeah, <laughs> the nude singer. You wish. And uh, so maybe, maybe some of this production idea was just like, 
dude it's easy to mix we can it's clean sound we can fucking do, 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 do. yeah he kept his toms electric he's he always played a a real bass drum yeah or two or three but yeah, he had those crazy tom setups that were all just do, 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 yeah. hammer. Uh, this is yeah. why this is why i brought him up earlier with the album sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. he wanted to call the album bone oh, that's right mm-hmm Sammy wanted to call it that. Was it Sammy? Yeah, and everybody yeah. else was like, That's why? Was. You're right. Because apparently Sammy got to name all the other records. After this? Yeah. Or before 5150. I think Sammy's full of shit because he didn't even name 5150. I'm going to say Sammy's a little bit full of shit. A little bit <laughs> full of shit. Um, because, wait, they saw the... the one of them saw this on a license plate and then brought it yeah. back to the other guys and said, isn't that funny? It was Alex. It was Alex, right? Yeah. We got to get him a Okay, so I guess he must have named Carnal Knowledge. And then after that, it's just like... Oh, I all. heard that story. I'll save it. That's for that's for next time, man. <laughs> but when it's love, it's love. What are you going to do? This had the fancy video with the Armani suits and the, and the smoky... <laughs> uh, there was a ceiling fan and a... Uh, kind of just too hot to be a waitress waitress clean it up it was like the morning after and Van Halen's jamming in, in the could have been a Don Henley video yeah <laughs> they were uh, yeah feeling their video game at this point Sammy Hagar's teeth are so white in this video that was a look also in videos back then the slatted fucking window shades and the weird Smoky lighting, the Beverly Hills Cop kind of video. Yeah, they're all trying to be Tony. Uh... Tony, what's his name? You know Tony, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, well, Tony, what's his name? Hey, good guy. that this is our song yeah this is our jam this says it all don't worry about this this encapsulates our love in every single possible way that Mariah Carey could never touch the depths of emotion that Sammy is carrying us through right now this is your man Michael though again what's funny is I think they've all been divorced yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so the the whole idea of love forever, all this, and they're like, nah, it's good for a song, but yeah, when you yeah. got when you got fucking Van Halen money, sometimes you got to say kick bricks. The interviews <laughs> I'm reading from Sammy, like talking about this period, it's talking about all the pussy he's getting and stuff. Like, you're actively married at this point, dude. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Don't worry, honey. It's just a song. It bought that swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The good old days. This has a pretty good solo on this one too though, like as far as like their pop single solos. Oh for sure. Stratospheric. 
Eddie Templeton said uh, Oh sorry, I don't want to talk over the solo. Your solo book ended by singing Mikey's. That's just like the best. I'm going to in and out of every solo with Mikey. Just going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> want it to happen every time I leave or enter a room. Exactly. It's like a I stand up or sit down. Door noise. <laughs> 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 yeah, that uh, Greg Renoff interview I was telling you about. Yeah, it the Sunset's uh, Down guys. Yeah, it was the guy from um, that wrote the. Ben Greg Alien Rising book. They were interviewing him, and uh, he said Templeton, like when he first saw them, and the before trying to get him signed, like Ed's guitar stood out, obviously, but he was like the background vocals reminded him of kind of Beach Boys. Sure, style. yeah. It's an undeniable, like big piece of their sound that they love to deny. Right. <laughs> it just it just <laughs> grinds my gears. It does really juices my carrots (laughs) hey but mikey's still still like rock and roll mensch hey uh the podcast i was watching him get interviewed on and he asked him about the uh about noel monk's book and he just kind of chuckled like noel's very nice to me in that book (laughs) like yeah no shit you're the only person he didn't eviscerate holmes (laughs) no shit because you could do shit like this That's a goal of, in life for me is to write a song with that fucking Hey Jude outro, like you know, like the yeah. na 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 Like, can you not? If you got a good na 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 na's at the end, that's a hit. That's a lock. Oh, Coldplay figured it out. Like all kinds of people know how to do it. I can't do it. I try sometimes, and it comes out real corny. You yeah. can fuck that up so fast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you're if you're, yeah, yeah. So it's harder than it looks. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna get someday, Chris. I fell on my feet trying to describe it. There. I mean, <laughs> fell on my fell on my ass there. It's like smoke. <clears throat> yeah, that was the uh, not the lead off single, by the way, off this album. What was Black and Blue? Which oh, were, we'll get to that. But th- yeah, that's how you want to. That's your lead single on this album, <laughs> Black and Blue. Eh. Yeah. I had a few. Good one. <laughs> well, that's, the very, with, that's yeah. the very next one. I would have gone with that uh, above black and blue. Yeah, I don't think AFU, that was not a single, but it's got the it's got that great tapping intro that's like, yeah. that's the song that always fires up when my iPod charges up in my glove box. It's AFU. Sure. It goes alphabetical on my songs. <laughs> I hear this song all the time. <laughs> And uh, it's something that they're going to open for this tour. They're going to open up with. Yeah, it was written with that in mind. uh, Sammy or Eddie was saying that, like, or maybe it was Michael. Just when they were putting that song together, he's like, this is obviously, oh, Sammy. He's like, this is obviously, like, the opener. And so that's why he wrote it all about getting pumped for the show. Yeah. And it's one of those very meta songs about doing the show. You got to have one. Yeah. Either if you're on, on the road. Oh, he talks about being on the road. 
much. It's then doing the show, you man. This is Bob Seeger. This is right. fucking Bon Jovi. This is everybody talking about how rough it is to quote uh Henry Rollins flying in your private jets, sweating <laughs> backstage with your towels. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough on the road for eighties rock stars. I think that's in the contract, and then you sign with the record company. You have to write a on the road song. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you play for, it's like getting vacation time at a, a corporate job. If, well, if you're here for five years on this label, yeah, you cruise. We, we need one. We need one road song, three albums, one road song. Oh yeah, and the road song always is the single from the live album. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the the actual footage. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So the real footage. <laughs> you can see things we didn't even do. <laughs> Well, enough talking about it. I'll just play it. Oh, this is not even the song I was thinking about with the tapping intro. But anyway, I was thinking about the source of infection. That's right. It's tapping. This is the one I was thinking of. This ain't too shabby. You're like, oh, is this like going to be a fair warning jam? Right, right. This is, this is when you really want it to be actual drums. This and that fucking guitar was great. It's like a cartoon character revving up. Like, hey, Sammy! Start a new game that instead of cowbell, it's got to be woodblock. Oh yeah, be cowbell or woodblock. We're gonna be drinking off some cowbells here in a, in a bit for sure. I'm gonna have to mix one though. <laughs> this is the most Van Halen-y thing they've played so far on the album. Yeah. got that uh, they they don't play in odd time signatures but it's got like that vernon reed cult of personality if <laughs> if that was like in a in a straight up time signature you know what i mean <laughs> that riff is so busy oh, they share they they share a fucking overlap don't they there's vernon dna reed, there when did that album come out that living color first one early right around this time probably like you know, not till not, wasn't that more 90s their second oh, one was dude. like 90, 91. I saw, I saw them open up for Rolling Stones. Steel, Steel Wheels. Wheels. Oh, you saw that like tour? 88. Yeah. 88, okay. So, yeah, they're definitely sharing some DNA at this moment. Yeah. Backstage at the Stones show. That was a good show. <laughs> they were playing in, they had, it was wetsuit era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Their own unique take on the uh, glam look. Still rocking the Cavaricis, though, I think. I did. Yeah, he's moving. He's got to move around. <laughs> and he's got it now. He's basically got a mullet at this point. And yeah, he's got that mullet. He's got the sides kind of short. 
party in the back, party in the front, party in the pants. Yeah, he was climbing on over that fucking rafters and shit. The um, scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Doing like a pre-vetter shit right. up on there. He laid the way. I mean, well before any kind of uh, illnesses or surgeries. Like he's doing. <laughs> he's pretty healthy right now. He's 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 running clean. I think he had that on maybe on this. Was that in that footage? Like him running on the catwalk, like on, above the drum riser in the back. Eddie or uh, Sam? Oh, Sam! Oh, yeah, he would, cause yeah, he would put on his uh, Janet Jackson microphone and uh, play guitar. <laughs> yes, he would play. So then, you know, yeah. now they got a second guitar player on tour that they will use kind of whenever they need to. Yeah, little, another another little card they get to play. It's, and, it, and they do it well too. It's a good they one. Because Sam Sammy's a good no slouch, like no. you know. No, he's like, full on professional. Uh, he described playing with Eddie's like. When I talk to Eddie, like I, I speak better. It's like, all right, I'm gonna fuck his whole metaphor up. And he's like, I don't become a better a weird gu- thing for Sammy to say, <laughs> right? He says, I don't become a better guitar player because uh, you're never gonna be better than Eddie. But like, you just fucking, I'm gonna have to erase all of this. No, was it like, gonna nah, finish this. Well, like, I don't know as many languages as Eddie, but I know how to. Something like that. I Jesus I Christ, I'm butchering the fuck talk. out of it. <laughs> I feel yeah, remiss you. that I didn't bring any mescal tonight for this next Oh, song. man. Right? That's like the, it's the mescal. We do have some Don Julio. Hmm. Well, this is, a, I'm, this is a heavy influence of um, Sammy on this tune. This is, I, I think. Oh, we're going to get you, into that. Yeah. yeah you, can, you can feel you where, the, where he's up. getting, he's starting to get, you know, f- 20% say, 30% say in how these songs are getting developed, you know, contribution-wise. Not saying that's a contractual thing, but you're starting to feel Sammy uh, bring his element, and you feel it a lot on this album. This is where it starts, it starts getting obvious. Well, I think the funny thing, too, is I remember it, because uh, they really lean into the whole Cabo thing around here. Oh, there you go. And um, I do... He went to see uh, who's the Margaritaville guy? Oh Jimmy yeah, Buffett. Jimmy. Like his wife took him to a show, like, and he was like, "Well, check this out, what he's doing." Yeah. Like, he, I don't know how he never <laughs> saw that, but um, and then that's when he started doing this shit, right? Yeah, yeah. all that's the when he got the wobbo. Yeah, three shots. Hey, Mas tequila. It's what it's what happens to a certain a certain uh, rock star rock stars here and there, but from almost any genre, is a there's a small percentage that find themselves in that Mexican Caribbean environment on it's their a lifestyle sale at that point. Exactly, they bought property down there. They like it. They start thinking to themselves, "Why can't I live here for a good portion of the year?" And next thing you know, they're writing songs about cheeseburgers in paradise and and drinking on the beach and, uh, you know, fucking sailboats every now and then. And then they crash some planes. There's that country guy that does it, too. Yeah. Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Chesney. That's the guy. It's just a thing. Dude, Chuck Norris has got a place on St. Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) I lived right near it. I was in this little harbor and up on the hill over there. That was Chuck Norris' house. Ass kick island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't break in. No. God damn it! Look, I'm throwing ice all over the place. But this is uh, cool, we got Cabo Wabo that's gonna come up here. 
What, what's he talking about here? Well, there's a sleepy town that lies uh, south of the border. Yeah, we got some intel on this song. We do. <laughs> this is uh, this is like a, we were talking about before, reimaginings of an old Montrose tune. He's kind of trying to get the vibe from an old Montrose song called uh, Make It Last, which is a pretty quintessential Montrose kind of sound and tune. It sounds just like a lot of Montrose I'm not, songs. I'm not familiar with that, but I, I don't, well, honestly, I don't really know I can a lot make of you Montrose. familiar with it, though. I'll take a taste. Figured that we did the math. Uh, Sammy was 25 when he did this record. When, when you get older, is a funny line from him at 25. But so you get the vibe of what that song is going for. Yeah. But did you uh, did you tell him about that interview we were talking about, where uh, Sammy was saying how? Uh, that's right. They were uh, they were starting to work this song parallel out. Thinking. I think he had just like like some rough tracks maybe, and he went down because the story you always hear is. The name of the he got the title of the song from seeing like some drunk guy doing the Cabo there. wobble wobble wobble. Uh, so so it's it's the so Cabo wobble is basically like you're a <laughs> yeah it's a it's yeah. getting squirrely when it's you're the walking. new TikTok dance the Cabo wobble got yeah. it seen it. Okay. But the other part of that story is he um that w- that's how they got the title of the name and then the um the way the riff and all that came together he was working on the lyrics and then. When he was hooked back up with Ed after coming back from vac- vacation, he was right. like, "Think of these lyrics in the kind of like in this Montrose song that we just heard." Oh, and then, okay. but the cool part is Ed was like, "Yeah, me and Al have been working on something, and we were thinking the same thing. Like they were already like, yeah, vibing on Let's their influence for yeah. where it was coming from." And then you hear that song, and it's like, it's crazy. Completely. Without any further ado. James Brown isms on this record. Ah, hit me. There's a sleepy town south of the border. It's one of the few. Still not a lot of bass happening, but at least there's a little thump going on here. Lots of pretty girls. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's mixed so low, you're not sure if it's there, but you feel it a little bit. It's implied. Yes. 
turnaround is particularly nice. I found myself singing this more than I wanted to sing. <laughs> Had he bought his place in Cabo yet? Like in New York? He's already this is basically him figuring it out in this song. It's like, yeah, okay. When you put it in the glass bottle, though, everything comes up in one show. First of all, Sammy, don't make love in the sea. There's salt water. It's going to dry the bits off. Jared, I was having this thought today. Sammy, I'm going to go out on the limb and say Sammy is fucked on the beach. Yeah, yeah. You know, neither you can really be laying down on that shit because it just gets... Doggy Rumble. style of the beach, yeah, that's it. Standing or doggy. <laughs> and, and so, so and this song's slightly disingenuous, is what I'm saying. You're not going to make love in the sea. Mm-mm. Okay, that's artistic license, I get it, but... Yeah. Uh, Seaweed in your crack! Woo! <laughs> 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 I like getting one of those in someday, too, with a na-na-na, and I want to do a, a heartfelt, earnest... Woo! I don't think I've ever seen you put one out there. Once again, harder in the book. What they've been doing a lot here with their timing, what you, what you guys were speaking on earlier, it's like a 4-4, you know, kind of. But um, they do, they're doing a lot of um, half, half count later, like retarded fucking hits. Yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, ka, boom, doom, ka, boom, 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 ka. You know, they kind of skip the four, hit the one again. <laughs> that little bit was... Oh, that was red. Is he doubling himself? Is he guitar doubling himself? Or he's doing that send the reverb to the other channel thing to make it sound like that. ever eat the worm uh john did john burns ate the worm when we were in fucking baja mexico it's overrated you don't trip out it didn't look no you don't trip out that's a legend you eat that worm you're gonna trip balls man i didn't chew it up either i just you did it i got hardly any gag reflex that's right fellas uh, I don't feel but yeah, just <laughs> down the hatch like a big horse bill. I yeah. had a mealworm in science class to get <laughs> my grade up higher. 
No shit. The teacher, like your teacher's sadistic, The teacher man. challenged everybody, so they'll bump it up. Maybe it was like a half a grade. <laughs> so they got to spent the rest of the class. Everyone going, or whoever wanted to go up. You have to chew it up. You have to chew it. However you wanted. Woo, another one he lets rip with the woo. There's, there's Mikey. Just a second there. It's like he's, you just make him out through the mist. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. He's got a little Zeppelin kind of uh, levy breaks a little bit too. Big beat. Yeah, it's big. It's got that big beat feel. That's what uh, Montrose like. Montrose had the big beats. I mean, he would turn that into, that's the song that launched a million dollars for this guy. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, with his whole French, his whole uh, yeah. cantina. And Cabo San Lucas, it went from a little beach town, like, hidden gem. He blew it up. He blew up their spot. I don't know if they're appreciative or not. Probably depends who you asked. Yeah, they? I hear that it's probably tough to fill that place. I guess it's huge. The, uh, his Cabo Wabo. Yeah, it's large. I had lunch down there one time. Sammy wasn't there. I looked. Yeah. You did go down there? Yeah. We were in Cabo. Like, am I not going to go to Cabo Wabo? <laughs> 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 uh, my wife is very long-suffering and humored me, and we went down there, had, had lunch, had some stuffed crab. Nice. And uh, no Sammy. But they had sure. cool memorabilia. There's pictures on the wall. You can kind of smell them like he's kind of there. <laughs> well, there's that footage of the, an MTV... Uh... Get away contest. or you something. You would win a weekend at Cabo, and they're yeah. on the beach yeah, yeah. doing. The, I totally remember that. And there's some footage from the show yeah. on it, or like right after Randy of the Redwoods commercial, and he's running for president. '88 yeah. was an election year. Who's the like the bumper uh, VJs? Yeah, yeah. That's how old I am. Um, video. Jockeys. It was Ricky Rocket and uh, yeah. what was that chick's name? Fuck. Duff. No. Um, Martha Quinn. Martha Quinn. New, uh, before Martha Quinn? No, no, nobody's before nobody. Martha Quinn. She's OG, <laughs> man. Kind of like redhead, not redhead, but no oh, way. Fuck, she's fucking hot. Though. Downtown Julie Brown. Yeah, no, well, she Julie is Brown. too. <laughs> redhead Julie Brown. Anyways, hmm. that was Cabo Wabo. Yeah, he knows how to back a bet. He knows how to do cross-platform advertising. He's a, cr- a, He's a shrewd businessman. I'm going to say crude businessman, but yeah. I didn't mean it that. Uh, you got a little bit of the wobble. Yeah, I got, the, I got a little cobble wobble going on. Uh, the guy is good at making a buck. Yeah. And as far as I can tell, he doesn't do it in a shitty way, so I don't begrudge him any of his dough. Doing something right. But the rock and roll is pocket money for this guy. It's That's like so It's nasty. like his, his walking around money. Fronts Van Halen for, uh, you know, that's something, that's something fun to do. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he just found the right vibration, if he got lucky stumbling <laughs> into stuff, or he works his ass off. I'm not really A sure. A of all of those things, yeah. I believe. And he's just like, uh, it's, it's just, I don't know, killing it over here. He's got nothing to lose. He's got sprinkler money. He's got sprinkler <laughs> fuck you money. He's going to get into that HVAC money. He's going to get, right now he's getting into the fucking... The alcohol money. Uh-huh. Jeez. Yeah, man. He just like last week launched a, a canned Rocket cocktail. Ship. Like, yeah, yeah. He's up <laughs> there with Rocket Bezos and uh, and the Virgin guy. 
At least uh, he's giving us liquor instead of trying to get to outer fucking space. Right. Yeah. Unless they're going to start making tequila in outer space and he just ships it down <laughs> for like $100. <laughs> Come a wobble on the moon, baby. Yeah, dude, you just see like the 2001 <laughs> ship up there and then like where the gardens is all just like agave plants. Right. And they're always exposed to the sun. Like they're just in an orbit right, right. that always, it's Zero all day long. Yeah. We're in the red crater over here. Yes. <laughs> Red crater. What? What's the? Isn't there space station number five? Isn't that the mantra song? Oh yeah, space that's station where it would number be. five. That's what you name the space station that grows all the agaves. That's exactly. the name of the space tequila. Actually, is space station number five. Ooh, dude, we should honestly, we should get Sammy. We should get. See, him okay, we're gonna get Alex on the show. We're gonna get a little joint venture with Sammy on show. Some, yeah. yeah, and then we got a wow. joint, but we got to get a joint venture with Sammy. I mean, Alex will be under the T and E umbrella. Okay, off the top of your heads, what's the first question you would want to ask one of them? What's your social security number? <laughs> I, uh, God, if I could have Alex's uh, attention for five seconds and ask him a question. Feel like, it'd feel like whatever I asked him, I'd feel like Nardwar or some shit. <laughs> Because it would just be that Chris Farley sketch where he's like talking to Paul McCartney. Like, right. remember that time you did the thing? It was I, awesome. I think I would have to go with um, early, early, early days. And I don't mean early days of Van Halen. I mean, I think Alex is probably too young to remember stuff on the boat coming over. But something, something like core that would maybe get him on a tangent. But like, you know, foundation kind of question. Not how'd you tune your drums kind of question. I was thinking that when when we were talking earlier about if he had his own podcast, like if he started it off as far back as he can remember, like before he came to the states, like growing up. Yeah, like, oh yeah. man, how sick! Like he was an only child for a little bit, or how far apart are they? Like five years, yeah, four years, four yeah. years, five years, maybe not five. They're not. Yeah, I don't know, three, four years. Yeah, that probably doesn't matter. But you yeah. know what I mean? Just like the, yeah. I can imagine him doing that. Telling just, stories know, of like almost chronologically, and then yeah. bringing in a music like another yeah. a musician, yeah, yeah. or oh, whatever. Yeah. We Not, just need him to I'll wait until we conclude our podcast. We don't need a second Van Halen history podcast out there messing with our numbers. Okay, right. so we're saying put get him on fair warning. Yes, I would love to ask him about because every time I research do research and come across his uh, part of the band stuff, like he's uh, like I said involved with the albums. Like I feel like he has like. If he, I want to know, like, why did start from here? Why did you pick that uh, fair warning cover? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. That'd be a great painting, you, knew, you knew that artist, or, obviously. Like, you must be, yeah. Like, is he an art collector? Like, he likes See, monkey statues. Yeah, you know, yeah, what I'm you know that's <laughs> shit, motherfucker. Goddamn. Sorry. Kill button. Kill switch. Sorry. That's really bad. Kill oh, switch. You're right in the middle of a sentence, and that fucker exploded. I, I like that uh, I, I like what you're saying about that because he as a as, as a podcast host not focused on talking about music talking about shit and the music tangents into his stories every now and then that's that's the I think that's yeah. the gold right there that'd be dope if you yeah you, you gotta you, encourage that you can produce it in a really cool way thank you I appreciate you saying that about <laughs> that <laughs> sorry to interrupt the Schlitz thing and then I was gonna get back to this intro mm-hmm and get get to a, a clip that ties it all together. But uh, when you said Schlitz, there was an, 
I should have pulled the clip because they were just talking about drinking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the bull comes up a lot. The Schlitz malt liquor, <laughs> like that's their should <laughs> that, all those albums the should have member. That should have been in the in the liner notes. Special thanks to <laughs> Schlitz Holy malt shit. liquor. Um, but so pull up one of those clips I brought because yes. we're talking about the intros and stuff, and I feel like uh, it just feels like he's experimenting a lot, you know, like with what he can do with those just like solo intros to some stuff. Um, but the best before you, um, what I'm getting at is, and we kind of brought this up one other time, like just sometimes when you listen to those solos, there's, I don't even know how to describe it sometimes, but I guess we were talking about a Miles Davis yeah. kind of approach, and so trip out on this <laughs> it clip. It was mutual, so as it turns out. the beginning of this clip, we'll touch on that, and then the end of it, I'll just say it all ties together with his musicianship, because in a lot of these interviews I've been listening to, he's, I guess if I, in my brain, the way I contextualize it is like, because he's always trying to stick up for like, I'm trying to make music, I'm not trying to be a rock star. It's like, how many albums in this, these fucking dumb shits don't even realize, like, you know, they're they're not going anywhere. That's not, you know, flash in the pan. He's like, yeah, we're musicians. And the last part of the clip kind of touches on that. Well, uh, interesting thing. I remember uh, Miles Davis, I guess it was about four or five years ago. I don't know if you were. Uh, caught wind of this, but he was using the guitar player Mike Stern for a couple of years there. And one reason he used that guy was kind of rock and roll oriented was he wanted an Eddie Van Halen type of sound. Oh, really? So I guess you're well, all right. Your fans can right. stand a, a much I mean, yeah. wider range than you had huh? thought. Uh-huh. It's more like about 12 yeah, to yeah. about 85. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people are picking up on the, the uh-huh. kind of sound because right. uh, it's it's not the typical flash type of thing. Right? Well, you know? it really isn't. Yeah. Uh, it's just it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember once you said, like, your father, yeah. uh, when he listened to you play, he was always very moved oh, yeah. by it. Um, what do you think you got? I don't know. What it's just it? in my blood, I guess. Like, you know, to, to me, it's a difference between being a true musician, so to speak. I mean, if I'm ever, you know, when, I, when I'm dead and gone, what I want to be remembered for is a musician, not just a flash guitarist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody who, uh, you know, could write and play and perform, do all, you know, whatever it takes to mm-hmm. be a full musician yeah there it is that's where we pulled all the same clips this week apparently that was oh yeah that was that uh, flag yeah that was that was what uh the 89 tokyo show yeah um steve harris was interviewing him but he was translating for um asamu masui yes hope i said that right yeah that was good um, questions from that. Inter- that was actually that's, that's a great a really interview. good interview. Like yeah. the guy wasn't uh, it wasn't some dude that showed up to interview Van Halen. The guy like was a fan. Totally, <laughs> he knew his like shit. Like those those qu- the interviews really good. Like yeah, if, if, and it's only uh, like half an hour, thirty five minutes maybe. Yeah, yeah. translators is bringing the guy's questions to Eddie. Is yeah, because oh no, it's the whole whole band. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah, um, it's worth checking out. Because yeah, that was the the last stop on the tour is that right Where next to last that? night yeah yeah that's a great co- broadcast on japanese tv or tokyo uh, lo- local tv tune in tokyo tune in t- it was live on tune in tokyo but i love in that interview that they um jaren and i were talking about this earlier um he starts asking him about the drinking when he's playing or maybe writing because yeah. Eddie, eddie's never shied away from talking about that yeah and um they get into some of that which is interesting because you don't really hear them you know comfortably talk about it yeah you yeah. could tell he was it was a comfortable interview for him. right 
Yeah, because you're either going to get that fucking real jovial, we're taking none of this serious and we're going to get through it kind of approach that Van Halen has, which is just as entertaining, but it makes you want those morsels when, you know, those phone calls with Eddie Van Halen and (laughs) and when they actually start talking about their process. They let it loose. Yeah, they deliver on that. Speaking of Eddie letting it loose. swing right there a little just some hair but that, i mean that intro was i remember hearing that and just having my ears knocked off like he was taking the tapping thing which was amazing and like well copied for many years at this point and just it bumped it up a notch or two oh yeah man um what was i gonna say that miles davis thing like you gotta figure he probably heard him because of maybe some being on Michael Jackson's album, you think? Or mm. like how does he become aware of his playing know, Miles that he Davis wants to get somebody plugged into this? You know what I'm saying? There's there's that whole backside of professional musicianship on that level where there's way more crossover socially from bands that you wouldn't think sound alike. It's not, it, it, in a way, it's like professional wrestlers where you're like, oh, the Iron Sheik and Hatsaw Jim Duggan were actually driving together. They're friends, you know? You start going like, whoa, there's a weird connection, but it's because they have their whole entire life where they're socializing with people. So I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Davis, just because Van Halen's gigantic at this point and has been from the first album, just kind of ratcheting up. Well, if you're a shit-hot musician, as Miles Davis is, they kind of have on their radar other shit-hot musicians when they pop exactly. up. Exactly. Like, it's just kind of like this... You're in shit-hot th- there's, a, there's a meeting that they all have to show up to every month. Yeah. So that's where they met. And, and in a second, for the representation of guitar, it's like, fuck it. Oh, Eddie again. All yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> I don't care, Miles. Whatever you want. You want to do a program? We'll do a program. Do Wait a minute. What's the, well, this song was about... Like, it's a goofy song, right? Like, the whole thing's about you'd love is the source of infection, and he's got a fever. It's a, it's a really cliche thing, but it's inspired by Eddie actually getting dengue fever, like, and, because uh, he went to the Amazon with his wife. Or, fucking what? Landed on yeah. my leg. Come I on. That's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's still, it's a goofy joint. But it's not about the lyrics or the the narrative he's weaving out here because it's all just like shout outs like come on come on come on now yeah. <laughs> hey there <laughs> that's, that's the there's of like a couple of rounds of solos though in this oh one. several fucking awesome that's what the song's really about cut loose yeah I mean they're taking a bit of hot teacher just, yes. you know, yeah. and they're like let's just make that into a riff like, right. a, for the whole thing but like, if you just had the little I don't feel tardies and guitar solos right exactly there's, <laughs> here's another one Mikey's getting in on it uh, squeeze one in 
to this. This might be one of the first tracks I go pop on because... Yeah, it could be big. Now, I, I don't know if uh, the big sound of each of them, but I don't know if Mikey towards that end was, as he's finger-picking and just running with that bass line, for a few phrases, um, it sounded like he was mimicking Alex's skip. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he probably wasn't even thinking about it when he did it either. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was. It wasn't. The bass <laughs> wasn't mixed years high to enough do. to be able to tell like through the whole song and and every and the other parts that I heard. It was a lot of just you know, but I'm thinking, man, it, it just snuck through because they're playing this shit live. There's there's some cool. That's what makes Van Halen so like worked in. Is there's these cool little meetups that start happening. They are so well beyond their 10,000 hours at this point. Oh, right. They're fully fully cooked. Light years. Yeah, that's it. That's, you know, remastered. Obviously, bring Mikey up in the mix. Yeah, let's, let's get if a, we got to get a, a Kickstarter going, let me, yeah, let me jump on that hashtag. Let's get it happening. Release the, the remix, remaster it. You don't have to remix it, I guess, but it'd be nice. Uh, and people are starting to do that now. I just got the Muse... Origin of Symmetry 20 year anniversary remix. Dude, these 20 year anniversaries <laughs> so 20 nuts. are just just they're actually more than anything making me um feel how old I am. It's just like that's yeah. 20 years ago it kind of feels fresh still. When I think of Muse as like a, <laughs> one of the newer bands in my life. Yeah, and yeah. Shit. So but Van got, Halen is timeless. No, they're timeless, and they look pretty good. Alex definitely aged, but he just he just, you know physically fit. He's he just got gone. Oh, yeah, you know he just started getting older. You know, to deeper lines and and, and stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, they're they're hitting their late thirties. If you're Sammy, you, you're forty one at this point. Right, he's the old man of the band. Yeah. So at this point, they're Michael, still Michael was born fifty. Yes. <laughs> but at this point, they're still younger than us. Like. Maybe the next album might hit a little closer to home where yeah. they're at in their lives when, you know, at this point, they're still young men. Like, you know, what would you give to be 37 tomorrow? Ah, you, what what yeah, kind of check would you same. cut to be 37 tomorrow? Yeah, I couldn't afford it. Think but, about your knee. But let me think about yeah, your okay, hip. That's a good point. <laughs> Hang on, as I'm stretching in this chair, because we've been sitting for think a Think about bit. your spine. Let me tell you just real quick. I was in New Orleans, you know that, and I walked into Harrah's. And it was the second time I had walked in there. It was right, right near the, right near where I was staying. And You're trying to score some H. I was, I was <laughs> trying to win at video poker. Uh, um, and the the lady cards me, and there was a couple. There was an older couple walking in front of me. There's people behind us. She kind of, you know, pulls me out. And she goes, "Stand aside here, okay." And then she climbs down a little bit. She's like, "Let me see your ID." I was like. No problem. I'm kind of smiling, <laughs> and I give it to her, and she looks at it, and then goes, "Well, pardon me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still a compliment, though. It was. We yeah. had a good laugh, and I said, "Thank you, darling." And then I went in and lost forty bucks. <laughs> that's so, that's a quintessential <laughs> New Orleans interaction, right there. It was great. That's why you go. Yeah, so those interactions. Shout man. out to everybody in New Orleans for Absolutely. being awesome. Good town. <laughs> it, okay, so what stage in a band do you have to start writing songs about places? So, you know. <laughs> like I left my wallet in El Segundo. Or, you know, the Cabo Wabo is, is referred to this. It's the, the, the uh, you know, 
do they, does Van Halen ever have a song named Tokyo? Because it feels yes. like yeah. Well, no, Don't wait a minute. They? Uh, no, it's uh, but it's like that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Torah, 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 <laughs> Torah, Torah. But but it it feels like they should, right? Yeah, you feel like feel like they do. <laughs> they well, they rip shit up in Tokyo on that TV broadcast. But that's fuck. Don't make me go to the phone. Yeah, lost man. control. Lost control. Lost no, I control. feel like it was. Uh, and I mean, they got Panama. Get, get the Panama crack research team on it here. Or, or yeah. a dancer or a place, you know. Hello, crack research team. Crack <laughs> research team is on it. Beep, boop, beep, 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 beep. I mean, Just we've so up. far we've had a we had a, a very philosophical opener. Yeah, he's yeah. really getting metaphysical, and thinking about angels and and listen, religion. man. Nineteen eighty-eight. He's talking about you got Allah in the east, you got Jesus in the west. You know, Christ. Common. What's themes, a man to do? Themes. Yeah. And if I wasn't like, God damn, Sammy, you just yeah. said it all, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're Good way to open it. the like, record. See, at, in 1988, we're all in the age where we could start feeling this a little bit. You know, you obviously have the love feeling going with the second track on here. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, they've already been speaking to us as far mm -hmm. as fans. You know, 78, we had to go back to find that. Yeah. You know? Um, 1984, we talked about, I, that's where, where I came young. online. Yeah, a few yeah. of us here came online for 1984 and then backtracked into, into what they had. But we're current at this point, as far as growing up and right. listening to a fresh album coming out like, and what hits the radio. We're hotly awaited. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they had me at 5150. Yeah. Okay, what did you say earlier about the title, track titles? What you, wish they, you wish it was what? Is it song? On, the, on the track? To, oh, Tokyo? Chinatown. 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 That's supposed to. There it is. That was the one <laughs> on that one. Wow. Different kind of truth. It's a song about Jack. Oh, it, oh really? See, now this is going to be so interesting when we get to Different Kind of Truth, because I think I've listened to that album exactly one and a half times. But I don't think even then when I listened to it, I realized it was all old shit. Mostly old shit. Like Sounds like bullet words. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I think I'm going to try and stay fresh until we get okay. to it so Ooh. I can have a real... Uh, I mean, real it's take. been whenever... Take. Well, that, take. Is that 10 years old? <laughs> is that like 10 years ago now? <laughs> Long, oh, Maybe a little more? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. It's been hella, and that's when I listen to it. So I'm gonna, like, I've honestly listened to the Gary Sharon one more than that. Yeah. I mean, I've listened <laughs> oh, to that man. one like maybe four okay. times. So, it's gonna get good. Yeah, not as good. Whoa, feels so good. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's for a segue. This is a strange. I mean, this is a pop song supreme. It really is. But it's strange. The keyboard sound is strange. It's like a. It's not. A, uh, it's like an electric piano, or a, it just sounds <laughs> like a, a weird preset. Yeah, it's yeah, it's strange to it's me. Fuckery, it's, man. Studio. On which one? Own that studio. Uh, feels so good. Around. Oh, that you know the the keyboard line, but it's kind of war. I don't know, and it's only he has this. Like most of his keyboard sounds, it's kind of like only he really makes that noise. Yeah, yep. Uh, it's just a weird one, but it's a great song. It's it's a. I love this keyboard intro, yeah. man. Like what? What do you think he's playing? Like it doesn't sound like those. It doesn't sound like the synths. <laughs> no, it's some like it's like a Rhodes or or something right? analog, but yeah. electric. You know, it's yeah. it's yeah. You're right. It's not a synth. It's got that warbly like analogness yeah. to it. Like no, I like it. Yeah, it's warm. It's just strange. It just sits like this is one that would, would definitely do with a remix. I think as this whole album would 
Yeah. After we've established the hashtag at the beginning of this episode. But they go in, in yeah, some interesting areas, like the styles of, of songs, which I yeah. like. And this one I feel like uh, a real is a real Sammy Eddie collaboration. Like it's just got a little dash of both of them in it. Yeah. And a strong dash of Mikey singing some more backup vocals. So let's uh, let it roll. It's like the Stranger Things uh, intro. You know. playing is ever better than the stretch between like 5150 to like uh, maybe Carl Knowledge or maybe Balance even like they just only get tighter and tighter like here they're, they're gonna turn 40 and become like actual grown men and start I mean that's when the magic really starts happening almost these Sister sang this song with Cammy playing the electric piano at the, at the big shindig at the thing, at the big party. They got really appropriate for almost any occasion. <laughs> Shout out to young parents when you're 18 at your parents' 20th anniversary. Because, yeah. So he's got to be in his late 30s. My dad is, I think, exactly Alex and Hamill's age. Where he's like right between Alex and Eddie. So it's fun to just put that into. What the fuck are you doing, Dad? What are you doing? Come on now. Keyboard solo, bro. electronic bass sound and it's I like it I like I was it's part of my bread and butter hearing it when video games started to sound good yeah when TV started doing the auto man and shit like that started having like 
like for you action themes and stuff. Yeah. They're using some of those techniques in this song. They're, they're making this. This is a lot of a lot of electronic action happening. It's we were saying. We had a long talk before you showed up, Chris. I just want you to know, yeah. and you were brought up. But no, we were discussing this before. This is probably the keyboardiest Van Halen album there is. Before it was like one or two tracks. Like in 1984, it had like two or three. Right. They, I mean, it's like every other one on this record. Right. They're getting there, and that's that's going to be a template for the sound. But really, they've been doing it since 1984, and doing it well since 1984. Oh, yeah, the Cradle will rock. Really, when he snuck one in through the guitar amp. Fuck yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, you're right. This is a very keyboardy. This is them in like their full keyboard transition. They, they have just blossomed. They they can just do it at will now. It's, Nobody yeah, it's, can tell exactly. them shit. They're bigger than. <laughs> Nobody can tell them shit. Nobody can tell Eddie specifically. Can tell him shit right it's, now. It's like a new Jedi power. It's yeah. like well, you, that's just in the repertoire now. Yeah, you might get the push. You may never see the push. You might get the push. You're 35 years old. Pushing. You're a legend already before you're 40. Yeah. But you married to Valerie Bertinelli. I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) Check out this mullet. He got more money than Davy Crockett. And (laughs) and in what, 86 or so, 87, uh, Eddie was going on to Letterman for a little bit. He was doing like, he was just popping up in places, you know? Where Um, where good musicians were, Eddie would just like pop up. like right. Like Snoop Dogg when a joint gets lit. Right. <laughs> I ain't even hit that shit. I ain't even saw on that shit yet. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was an exciting time. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was also the best of times. What did Tank have to say about it? Tank who from uh God damn <laughs> from fucking Exciting Times. It's an exciting let's get, time. Let's get started. <laughs> you should finish what you started, Biatch. Oh, shit. One, two. One, two. Most successful ode to blue balls ever. And uh, Honk Tonk Woman cover. Oh, yeah. Get a little. Yeah. But I like that snare he's using, but he's using a, like a brush. Uh, what is it called? Or those bundles or something? Hot rods? Yes. That's the thing, though. I never really noticed it until I had, had the... It's got a little extra snap. And now I'm curious if that's uh, Sammy playing rhythm on this one, too. He does in the video, but that's hardly yeah. ever a thing. Yeah. He probably is, though. No offense, it's a little too basic for Eddie, right? Because it's just kind of like bang, bang. It's the perfect thing he needs to be doing, but Eddie be fucking it up somehow right there. I got the tools to satisfy Just walk away better sounding songs on the album too like they spend a little time on this like you tell the songs that were catching their ear maybe got a little more time and love and, and it still sounds great way. it's like it, i guess the way maybe the way the album is produced this production sticks out more than anything else alex is playing real drums yeah. 
Sammy's in a good register. She's in a sweet spot right here. The guitar is a little farty, but it sounds good because Sammy's kind of got that grit to him. You can, you can have some fart back there if you got some sandpaper on top of it. So come. a little Aerosmith, like where yeah, Aerosmith right? is going to go for a second, you know? And if uh, if Dave was all about trying to be Al Jolson, like, Sammy Hagar, is, he's more on that Sam Cooke tip. Yeah, yeah. Like, he really wants to be Sam Cooke. Check this solo. Baby, come on. If you remember this Shaking video, head, no, Augie, like, no, that is just too nice. Because he just gets to open up that part of his playing to us now. Like, yeah. I can do this too. Did you know that? Yeah. And if you remember this video, it reminds you a little bit of a video from George Michael, black and white, black and white, acoustic yeah. guitars. Faith. It's the same guy. It's a. Oh man, don't make me say his name because I won't remember. Same dude. Like they're 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 kind of killing it on the videos at this point. You know what? There's an interview. Uh, it's the guy who did this, but he did this video. Um, some of the ones like on um, Carnal Knowledge. Mm. But it's just him. And then it goes back and forth between him and Sam. We're just talking about like what was going on or what they were thinking about the video, like the look. Like the pound cake video. Um, I think it was that same guy. The Amsterdam one, he did that one. Okay. Um, and then they just talk about like Samuel throwing a tidbit about you know the shoot or whatever. Yeah. But they talk about like at least three or four different videos. It's kind of cool. The pound cake video might be one of the best of all time. As far as just like the kind of video you could only make in the early '90s with just girls, just pillow fighting and lesbonic action all over the place. You know what, man? Maybe we should do a, we'll do a fair warning video commentary. Okay? <laughs> At some point, we'll go through all their videos. We'll put it on YouTube in just a second. Oh, okay. All right. That'll be like our big celebration when it's over. Yeah. yeah it'll send off a, party. And we'll get to dabble with some video shit. In Don't there. forget to smash that like button. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> God willing. Finish what you started. I uh, love the live version, too, when Sammy just yells, I need some pussy! Yeah. He just puts it on front street in case you couldn't figure this song out. He's going to really <laughs> spell it out for you. This was the runner-up in Jared and Girlfriend song. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was runner me and Augie trying to figure out how to play it or before you showed up here, too. We had the guitar out. And that was that, nice. That... that the f- I think we figured out the first four notes of that riff are impossible. <laughs> and you, like, if you just if you can just like fake your way through those first four notes, you can sound right. pretty cool. But it's that, but it's a yeah, oh, yeah, it's fucked up. It's, it's what Eddie yeah. can That's, do. Right? I need your drops right now. It's, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. He can just dance right over yeah. top. Man. Ain't no thing for him. Ain't no thing for him. Big hit, big MTV hit right there. Damn. Dude, yeah, they're crushing it. All, all, all platforms playing all over the place. They're, they're, they, they didn't know they had a sixth gear, and now they're in sixth gear, and they're exactly. going to fucking crank it for a while. There's, uh, as uh, Alec Baldwin, what was his character on 30 Rock? 
and he explains, uh, uh, oh, Jack something. No, Jack was Can the dumb kid that worked for I don't think I've ever seen a full oh, episode shit. of Dirty Rock. Anyway, he plays this uber, like, Republican uh, corporate CEO <laughs> guy, right? Yeah. And he just gets on a roll, and he, he tells uh, Liz Lemon, who's uh, Amy, the Amy... Tina Fey. Tina Fey's character. It's like, Liz, don't bother me. I'm, I'm reganing. She's like, what? She's like, I haven't made a bad decision in 48 hours. Or it was like, if I can push it to a week, and he's reganing. Van Halen is reganing right now at this point in 1988. That was a good Baldwin, man. Were, thank you. That was a they good Baldwin, reganing. Jackie D. <laughs> they just can't do no wrong. Even if, uh, yeah, I mean, they get away with black and blue. First single off the album. What the fuck? We're talking about. This is one of those true stories from the road. He said from the 5150 tour, married Sammy Hagar. He bruised his shit up from fucking too hard and had to write a song about it. Now, this is classic Sammy. <laughs> You don't call her a bitch right to her face when you're pushing it in. That's like, they got a word for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Sammy. He likes to read the story. He likes the little He described this in the interview. He's like, I'm a very sexual type person. And he's like, if I write about this kind of thing, it's usually because it really happened. And that's when he goes on to tell the story about hey, he couldn't fuck for an entire week. You want to talk about like the the really hard part about being on the road in the 80s is when you bruise your genitalia so hard you can't fuck for a week. <laughs> Hagar problems. Won't you help? <laughs> for just $1.86 a day, you can pad your rock star genitals. Star stuff. That's also owning a bar in Cabo, <laughs> and when it's fresh, you know, it's like. Right. It's also one of the sicker grooves on the record too. It's vampy. I like it. Augie was ripping this one out a little bit before the show. Trying. <laughs> Everybody gets humbled. We're trying to play Van Halen riffs, you know. <laughs> Bridge. Almost on the back half of the album, it started getting a little bit more clear in the album, oh. in the tracks. Where's my drink? It's <laughs> the cowbell that I was talking about. Yeah, here we are, we're done but ice cubes. Speaking of uh, cowbells, the... Uh, I was telling you, I think we talked about this, that interview on Sunset Sound with the guy who wrote Van Halen Rising, he was one of the tidbits he threw out on his research, because like he researched all the things, all the albums, interviewed Ted, Don, yeah. Landy. He went deep. But on the topic of cowbells, he was just saying how um, when they, re- 
uh, what's that song? It's a song off Fair Warning. Hear about it later. Yeah. Like leading up to the solo, there's a just like it's all cowbell, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. And he it's said when, when they recorded the album, um, they recorded that there at uh, sunset. Um, there was an area in the court, like a brick wall kind of situation, where they went outside to do it for that brick wall kind of uh, sonic thing going for that part of the song. Wow. That's serious. Intention to cowbell. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Today, or would have turned seventy-five today. Bon, bon, bon Scott. Scott. Yeah. Well, he's about Sammy's age. We, it's, it's yeah. Sammy's turning seventy-four this year. Yeah. One for he gets black and blue when he does it now, but that's just because he's got he bruises know, easily from the blood thinners. You I know. Kinda, I kind of feel yeah, he's on Lipitor, but I kind of yeah. feel like he's gonna live to like hundred eighteen. Bury us all. Something like that. Seventeen. Yeah. yeah. By the way. Like his skin's no longer going to age. It'll start, it'll droop more, but that's why you got to put on the pounds just to fill out that. That's it. Fill it out. So you at least he has figured out it's like, it's got that. You put on like two and a half pounds a year. Yeah. You don't get wrinkles. And then you, and then you tan (laughs) because fat looks great tan. Exactly. It's like, just, it's it's like, like all a, the like guys from Sublime turkey. had like total beer guts, but you're like, whatever, dude, they're tan. They don't wear shirts all day. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real phenomenon. <laughs> okay, what if I was just randomly thinking about this? Like the um, Mikey, we we're talking about his vocals all the time. Yeah, but um, one interview they were joking around because he was saying how he always wanted to have a song where he did the lead vocals on, which mm-hmm. would be fucking right. He does it in concert. Yeah, I forget which song. It is. Like somebody give me a doctor or something. Yeah, off of VH2, um, but. Uh, what if they, maybe down the road, I can imagine like, what if you pulled up some old one of the old tracks, mm-hmm. him and Alex like produce us put a song together with his vocals now, like just oh, re- yeah, bully old John Lennon on him, maybe get Wolf on the guitar, yeah, that'd be rad. That's- as soon as Wolf is done with this world domination tour that he's just launched on, like he's I don't know I don't know how the real wor- world works, but it sounds like he's blowing up on Twitter. Yeah, good for him. Totally. Yeah. Good for him. Like what you're saying there, though. A little Mikey remix. 
Have him on leads. We're ready. Just for a couple songs. Opposite of Sammy, Mikey has dropped a lot of weight and uh, and he's gotten kind of gaunt a little bit. He's getting that like uh, big and stuff. Like my dad, he lost all the weight, but he's had still had the turkey neck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This which. Oof. You can't. You, oh, you know, see you can't this? That's the that. beginnings of it. You see that? Yeah. I can't. The giant microphone in front of you. Huge. Ten neck. years from now, this is going to be like yeah. Thanksgiving dinner right there. That's just going to be in the, when we're chilling in our own bathtubs. Yeah. I think it's just going to be floating near the surface. It's going to tell you which way the like wind's blowing. Balls in a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> Weather yeah. vane. Tell you where the wind blows. <laughs> Sucker in a three piece. This is. Uh, he wrote this song when he was down in Cabo, too. This is the same session that he came up with the Cabo Wabo. Yep, when he was perving out on a twenty-three-year-old that was uh, hanging out with a older, fatter, balder, grosser man, and forty-one-year-old yeah. Sammy Hagar was like, "Bitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> like basically, like he can't fuck. That's what the right. song is. Like, yeah, come on, man, he can't fuck. And he that's when he decided to build Cabo. Moral of the story is Sammy did fuck that girl. He Sammy's <laughs> got rooms in Cabo for just He's a very sexual type person. I don't know if you know this, but that's his own <laughs> He'll tell words. You. That's their own words. But this is another this is uh this song reminds me of like everybody wants some a little bit. Just the the vibe, the overall vibe. I just need to know if Sammy eats ass. If, 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 I, if I had one question for Sammy Hagar, like we would with Alex Van Halen, uh, it would be, do, do is a lunch pail an asshole? Because I mean, because it, it could that, go either that, way. I will, you know what? From either here one? on out, I'm referring to it as a lunch pail. You hear me? <laughs> okay, you, we know that <laughs> at least is. as far as Chris Feifel is concerned, Les Bale is the asshole. I'm going with it. Even if it hasn't been yet, it is now. Depends okay. if it has, butt, a, depends if it has a thermos in it or not. That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and home. I'm I'm home. with you as it's as uh, yeah yeah. 
because it's the leg. He's already talking about the legs, and as we know, Cheech Marin uh, or Marin, yeah, however you want to say it, uh, really likes the way those legs go up and make an ass of themselves. Yeah, yeah. See what you're really talking about the legs from the front. Yeah, you know, as far as uh, similes and stuff like that, you don't get a lot of muscles are. From the toes on up to the <laughs> mm, like, knees, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Touch those knees. Yeah. It's all right. It's called the boomerang. Passing Gucci on the left hand side. That's cool. That's a studio rule now. <laughs> I say it isn't so, baby. Reach down to my legs. Back. Just a sucker. Just a sucker. Look at all that money, baby. And you know, your sugar daddy. You and sugar mama. Hey! That, that goes on his highlight reel when he dies. <laughs> very David Lee Roth. For sure. And that solo right there. You hear Mikey? He's there. That's what comes to mind. <laughs> One crazy. This is, uh, this is Sammy's. This is Sammy's version of that. <laughs> that ain't up your alley. You're talking about the butthole again, right away. Late night at Cabo saying to some unfortunate lady, or maybe fortunate if you do it, you know, <laughs> and then flicking his tongue real quick and being like, How does his teeth stay so white when he's eating all that ass? It's, a, it's a, actually. Oh, this is the part of the record label made them edit. I said, hey, Go ahead and suck it all up. Right down to the last drop. And he was like, and Swallow it. And they made him cut out the swallow it part. As Eddie's guitar is dripping little droplets. Yeah. Of, I mean, put, that's... Put it in a remix. <laughs> that's what he said, too, right? He's like, he's like, if you ever do like the remaster of the album, I want that put back on the album. Like, and swallow it at the end of it. <laughs> oh, 
we see uh, Sammy at his deepest and his shallowest on this record. Like <laughs> he is, he contains multitudes. You know, <laughs> dude, you ain't lying. Like he's a, he's like a bodhisattva. You know, he's the enlightened uh, being. You can really just. It's all there, man. No, but he does that walk that line where, where you're like, I, I either like this guy, is, is, is this guy a total meathead, or and meathead's not even it, but you know, like a little bit. You kind of want to, yeah. You you want to put him, you want to put him somewhere, except for he's fucking good at business. And yeah, you're, you're like, like this guy's not a super deep thinker, but or is but, he? Or is he? Does he or think is, is he a super genius? Probably why he and Alex get along. Yeah, do they still get along? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe now that you know Eddie's gone, hopefully that can they, these guys I'll can just kind of get over themselves and and uh, let's bring this record home before I pull up some uh, Sammy solos off of uh, his solo album he released in the interim. But this is a Little Feet cover that they do, which Ted Templeman produced and uh, Don, Don Landy, Landy engineered. Also, yeah, and Don's like, oh, you want to do that song? Because I know how to record that song because I did it already. And they set him up the exact same setup, basically, that Little Feet had live in a room. Wow. Eddie's playing slide. Sammy's playing rhythm. Uh, they cut it live, vocals and all. And Eddie goes back and just puts a little piano over the top. And there you got it. Nice. That's all. Yeah, no big deal. No big whoop. They call it Tuesday. And this is what you get. Fifths are in, are they on this take? 1988 Van, 1987, 88 Van Halen. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say a three strong, but I think it, it might be. Oh, you got that cocaine boost now. You get it, okay. that, that's almost doubles. And if you're doing the math, they, and they did this where it wasn't in 5150. Yeah, it's 5150. But, it, but Don, they did the Don same Landy's setup, like, though. check this out. Okay, same because setup takes a while. Okay, I'm going to go eight. Yeah. <laughs> Question yeah. is how many, um, how much of the bulls in that? Uh, a lot of Schlitz going down. A lot of Schlitz chasers. Carpet full. What'd you say? Carpet full. Carpet full. <laughs> talks over the solo. I know. Sorry about that. No, you were saying? 
I like their I like Van Halen's run at the blues, but I I don't feel like I, I, it feels technically very good blues. It's not it's not there. It's not where they live and breathe. It's not like uh, they love them some ZZ Top, but ZZ Top would have done that a little better. Well, do you think I've never heard the original? Yeah, but right. do you think they're trying to be wrote like true to the to be. I mean, yeah, it's like he's a big Clapton fan. You can see he's kind of trying to lean into that a bit, but it's not their it's not their strongest hand, you know. It wasn't this only on certain, um, only on the CD. That's right, because there wasn't enough room on the cassette or the LP because they, the, yeah. So this was one of the first times I remember like. If you get the CD, you get a whole extra song. Right. Whoa. It's like the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, this, this record's going out right here. Don't want to talk. Don't want to talk to him now. But if that was the bar band where I was at, Shit. Right? nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. When, stop it. What? Oh, it's just, it's just a little something just for was a little yeah, fucking Amazon can never let it go. No. It's like you don't sure you don't want to hear this song too. Do you want to know what with the with the Spotify? No. I'm kind of getting uh, I, I'm getting used to and enjoying that when you finish an album, it just starts playing other shit you might like. Sure. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like with it. it. It's not on the podcast. <laughs> I wonder if there's a switch. You, I don't know. So that was the last song. Unless you were fucking broke ass and had a cassette or LP version of this record, then uh, Black and Blue or Sucker in a Three Piece would have been the last. And song. that was me. And that's when I was like, oh, fuck. There's a song on the seat. Yeah, man. Let me get with the times. Uh, and this record did good too. And this Monsters of Rock tour did great too. It did good for him. Huh? It was all success. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear how in the tour that um, they said this in a couple of interviews? Um, they were laying out the tour date in this on this radio show I was listening listening to where they were interviewing him. And the one of the tour dates, the guy goes, "Ants, when was it? I wrote it down. Spokane, July twentieth, <laughs> right? And then he goes, but then he sidesteps and says how um, they weren't going to go to Spokane, and they got like in a big fucking piss about it. But they got forty, like forty thousand people to sign a petition. So oh, then, wow. come on! And then oh yeah, like, and everybody from Coeur d'Alene, Boise, and, and, they, and they, yeah, they, they that's the what tr- happened. Tri-state that, area that went on there. the tour. <laughs> Way to go, Spokane! Wow, yeah, and and. They got to come out with hello Spokane. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Well, uh you want to hear what they were playing on their tour? Do that cover while I look up some Sammy business yeah, here. So uh, right around these time this time they like to open up with uh, you know, naturally wired, which is AF you. Oh right there. Fired up. Um it, I think that's a good call. I think that's a great show opener. It would have worked opening this album, but I'm not mad at the at the uh, sure. You know, 
uh, the, the way they did start this album. And I like the, I kind of like the song lineup for this album. Anyway, well, that song was bespoke for the opening of the show. That was that was its, yeah, reason, raison d'être. <laughs> it's don't uh, make me speak French at you. <laughs> yeah, please don't. But um, they there's a couple switch ups, and so we'll we'll see we'll see where it happens. Um, there's only one way to rock is is what they come up next for number two. Yeah, throwing a little Sammy tune in there for the old so Sammy heads. New song, one for one, and then Sammy's song. Yeah. Again, he's he's he's, uh, he's claiming some space, and rightfully so. Yes. Here, uh, "Summer Nights" is the third mm. song mm. Mm. from Fifty One Fifty. Yeah, if you had to guess which uh, at this point classic rock, uh, fucking big <laughs> oh, heavy hitter, a few albums ago, a couple albums ago, heavy hitter. What are they playing oh. for number four? Panama. Panama. Yeah. Who did, that's a straight batting lineup right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fuck everybody lineup right there. And then do you know who solo comes up next for at the number five You spot? know it's the drum solo. He's got to warm up. But this time around, since Michael probably no don't way. have that residual money or whatever. Oh, he's got to go first now. This is when Mikey starts doing the solo first. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that means anything, but I thought that was fun drama. That's something I noticed. Mikey's doing his solo, then running with the devil. Okay. Why can't this be love? Mine all mine. Drum solo. Now it's like halfway through the show. Now this is where drum solo isn't just warming up. It's I'm warm. I'm I'm featuring. <laughs> yeah. This is a feature act. This isn't the the obviously the closer. But that's the feature act. It's a little stand-up comedy right there as far as lineup. Because um, <laughs> Mikey's strong. Everybody's going to like it. But yeah, Mikey's yeah. more like, go take your piss. I'm going to roll around the-, the floor with my bass for a while and right. hump at the stage and beat we, it up and take shots. We did three songs of rocking out. You see what's coming up here. So Mikey just gave, just bridge this for us while uh, they all go piss and shit and, and smoke up a little bit. And so we've got Finish What You Started. 5150, Cabo Wabo, it's at the 12 spot. Okay, we're having some fun now. Yeah. When it's love, back to Sammy, Eagles fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. from that solo record that yeah. he had to re- contractually release. That's right when I was starting to be like, oh, man, yeah, this guy really has had a career before Van Halen. <laughs> you know, it, it fit. I Can't Drive 55 and a couple other tunes popped up, but I never fo- followed Montrose and... uh and even Sammy on his own, but this is, he's undeniable at this point. 1988, Sammy Hagar is the now curly hair blonde rock star. Yeah. You get one every, you know, who lasts a decade or so. Um, <laughs> he had a good this, run. <laughs> this is, he's, they're Reagan in it. <laughs> he's Reaganing. <laughs> uh, best of both worlds at 16. Mm. Guitar solo, black and blue, ain't talking about love. And then if we want two encores, you have to have You Really Got Me. And uh, why not throw in Zeppelin, uh, you know, rock and roll? Ah, that's right. All right, yes, and I found this clip on YouTube. I thought maybe it'd be in the track list, and I I was going to tell you to pull this up. It's kind of a a shitty um, uh, recording of the show, but one of the songs, look up... um, Rock and roll? No. (laughs) (laughs) Look up... um, uh, Van Halen live at Buffalo, Monsters of Rock, eighty-eight. Where's uh, Where's the Mar? Uh, 
is with the lyrics, but you know, let's take the ones you can remember. never knew they ever did this song randomly came across this wow that's insane fat drum track when geniuses starting to start playing other genius songs say that <laughs> and and Alex's drum riser looks like if Juliet used to fucking play drums. She's yeah. he's like up on this partial tower. Sammy, where for art thou? That's a straight uh, wow! What a revelation! Crazy, right? That is nuts. The brothers are locked in on this one, then. Yes, They're locked in. You get to. I bet you like. When they could barely grow mustaches, they were playing this song. Oh, 100%, dude. Yeah. Um, fuck, what was I going to say about that? There's that fucking heavy metal rendition of this thing, too. Yeah, man. Oh, there was, uh, speaking of the brothers, it was this interview. I think it was in that Greg Renoff. Um, same interview on the Sunset right. Sound. Anyways, he was saying how, um, because his research went so deep as far as who he interviewed, like he he was um, tracking down people in Pasadena that went to the old uh, backyard <laughs> yeah, yeah. parties and stuff. <laughs> and uh, one guy said at one of the backyard parties he saw or wherever they played that um, that they played. I forget the cover they did, but he was saying he made a note of one thing because usually in any cover they did, like they would nail it, yeah. right? And they had their own take on it but they would nail it but this one part in this one song he noticed was totally different like almost like whoa that was weird mm-hmm. um, and then when he went to he saw them after the show and they were talking about it and he goes oh, why did you do that one part like that in that one he pointed it out specifically because yeah. he asked him how what do you think of the show and he they said um, him and Alex learned the song on the whatever record I wish I knew what song it was the record they'd learned off of it had a skip on it <laughs> and they didn't want they weren't going to go buy another record it's too much money they played so it they, live with the skip yes and oh, so they filled they, they filled in that part on their like they just oh, maybe it's okay. like this yeah. yeah if we did it it would go like this wow and that's how they learned it <laughs> <laughs> so cool You're not gonna let something like that stop you i mean in rock and roll how many uh drummer guitarists are that tight that that dynamic, the the drum. I mean, this is their Chris top. Chris Feifel and Jared Britt. Fuck <laughs> hell yeah, man! Give me. That's what I'm saying. Um, they're born and bred, literally, to play <laughs> together and played together their whole careers for the yep. for all of Eddie Van Halen's life. Yep. Alex is his drummer. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, locked in. That's a powerful duo right there. Yeah. One for the ages. Let me, I pulled up some of Sammy's, uh, some of the, you know, just hit on maybe a couple tracks from that solar record Sammy had put out. 
Uh, yeah. I started out with one called Hands and Knees. Oh. <laughs> it's about fucking on the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Eddie Van Eddie Van Halen on bass. Oh, it's amazing how when Eddie plays the bass, you can fucking hear it. Okay. <laughs> Black and blue. They record this at 2150. You know, I don't know, but it would make sense if they did. Sammy, he's got the business money. He's going to save that money. see him in a yellow jumpsuit playing this like this is classic Sammy shit this is this is a kind of sweaty 80s tune right here yeah. it's Camaro rock maybe maybe off of Standing Hampton yeah, definitely definitely rock and Camaro uh that's one I always remember liking from this album. You see, he had his Give to Live and uh, Eagles Fly, which he would always play acoustically. Was, right, at the, yeah. at the, um, and that's a jam. I got to say it. I don't which like one? Eagles, Eagles Fly. I'll, it was I'll huge. play it's a little a Eagles song. Fly. You know, Eagles were popular back then for fucking, you know, simoline metaphor. This, the other box you have to check off as the standing on the mountain <laughs> yes kind of vibe going way before creed did it yeah i think slash maybe did it he do for yeah, november rain after yet. that's that's it's after later. sammy that's as yeah. did bon jovi hit you that for one video helicopter shot are we talking yeah. about yep this is pre-drone <laughs> see this is total helicopter shot oh man you're gonna play a bolero and not have a helicopter shot yeah trick is to cut it right before that shadow comes in punch in i think that was the video for this i think there's some serious wasn't on the beach it's all helicopter yeah are we talking about the skyscraper video from david lee roth (laughs) with the with david i mean stunt somebody somebody was on el capitan they lowered dave down for that shot Well, both Sammy and Eddie are pretty big Who fans, so anytime they get to I want to say, I, I'm not going to pull it up, man, but I think this is his old drummer from his solo days, too, right? Uh, uh, oh. From that he played with for a long time, and it's kind of ridiculous, so I'm forgetting his name. Um, <coughs> like, from the old days. Kind of a hybrid band going on. But yeah, that tour ended in Tokyo. Japan. Mm-hmm. That's a good one to look up. That yeah. whole that whole uh, show's online from that yeah. that last show, right? Oh, yeah, shit. it is, and it's it's. 
I like it better than Live Without a Net. I like it better than uh, Right Here, Right Now. Like that show is probably my favorite live Van Halen like bootleg YouTube clip you can find. Nice. Why? Because of the set list or all of that? And they're just they're killing it. It's uh, you know it's unadulterated because it was just live to TV broadcast. Yeah. And have to, they're all of them professionals are putting on that live show. That's yeah. it's nothing new. They could fucking play five hours right now. And I just Eddie Eddie not being alive right now, he could still do a show for a good two <laughs> yeah. and a half hours. I just like the idea that in nineteen eighty eight, if you were just a little kid in Japan, you could turn your TV on that night and see one of the best Van Halen shows of all time just for free on your TV. Just for living in Tokyo. There you go. Yeah. That's why I figured there's something with Tokyo. I'm surprised they didn't write a song named Tokyo. I think they've been big in Japan for a long... I think they were... From yeah. day one, they were big in Japan. Yeah, as soon as they started touring there. As soon as they touched that. And they, they wouldn't go back every single tour, but now I think they do. I think now it's just Japan. Japan. We're going to Japan. Well, didn't for, Dave move there for a bit? Yeah. I thought, yeah. Van Halen. Yeah. Just they, hoping Sammy would slip on a staircase and fucking <laughs> jump in. <laughs> oh, man. Sammy was talking some real brutal shit about Dave on the internet about two weeks ago. Was he? Recently? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like his, like his whole stage persona is bullshit. And that he's not the real guy. Like, when he comes out, it's all, like, this thing. And he's kind of, like, alluding to, like, maybe he's gay and stuff. Like, he's what? never had a relationship. He's never been married. doesn't have kids. And he's like, I love women. <laughs> he can't make this real personal statement in the middle of it. Like, he, but no, he did a big no homo in the middle of it, basically. He's like, I yeah, love women. Yeah. You look at him. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. It's and, getting nasty out dude, there. And that's, that's Boomers bad. need to relax. Yeah, they do. And, and you know what sucks about that is... uh one, if any of that's true, great, awesome. Mm-hmm. And two, fucking, where, 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 where are you going with this, Sammy? What are you doing? Well, I think uh, David might have started it. better in my head when I was going to. I think David had the first shot across the bow. I think he made a cartoon that was a little insensitive to Sammy. You know, he's been <laughs> really? dropping those cartoons on, some online. Some, he was, uh, um, I haven't seen that. He's right and they're very, Sammy cartoons. they're really cool. I haven't seen the actual like Sammy, Sammy one. Sammy and Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, something Something it wasn't still. Uh, <laughs> haven't seen the photo, but it, enough. It made Sammy mad, so he had to talk some shit. Yeah, I think yeah. I brought. I it, can't remember Dave's what. A chatty the, bitch. What are you gonna say? <laughs> chatty <laughs> catty bitch. You knew he was. Him. What Dave's not gonna be a catty bitch. I think one of the, I can't remember what it was, so I couldn't. Um, that last clip. Mm-hmm. I think it was Dave related. Yes, it like, was. You, you can cut this leaving. out if it doesn't have any context to what we're talking about. Sure, man. We drop it like it's hot. But on Dave or anything, but I guess his leaving the band maybe sort of cleared the air a little bit for you. I'd, I'd have to say, yeah. yeah. You know, it really lifted a cloud. Uh-huh. Tensions are sort of That's yeah. Mike talking, right? Drop. But Eddie, when you first Eddie. left, I mean, was it a feeling of relief or was it a feeling of more shock? It was shock. Uh-huh. It was definitely shot uh-huh. because we just well, what, come off our biggest record. Yeah. And here's, we went, what? Here's the thing, you're working for your whole you know, life, you know, and you know, and you're playing your real pop and all of a sudden it's like, Well, uh, what do we do today? Yeah. <laughs> now what? we're sitting yeah. around, you know. Kind of like the abused wife who thought she had to depend on her husband oh, yeah. for years and all of a sudden she finds herself free, but she's kinda of shocked. Very well put, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There they're feeling good right now. They're, yeah, like I said, that sixth gear. They just they, they didn't they just they didn't even know they had it because they're gonna kick ass with these next couple albums. And Dave's kind of 
trying to keep up. I feel oh, yeah, like the right when he goes, the next one is little ain't enough, or is his next yeah, offering? I think it's next and last. Which uh, no, at uh, least two other year. two or oh, three. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> and he doesn't have the same backing band, right? Like no, no, that's start. he pissed those guys off, and they're they pieced out. Shocker. Yeah, he's got no. Yeah, Steve was no uh, bass player. What's his name? Uh, Shan- uh, Jeff Shanahan. Billy Sheehan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Billy, Sheehan. Billy Sheehan. Billy Sheehan was the first one to be like, "Fuck this, I'm out." And then Steve Vai yeah. eventually got the picture too, and was right. like, "Yeah, and later." Probably had been talking prior. Yeah, fuck this guy, right? Yeah. So he's not having a good time in that department. <laughs> Sucks not to be Van Halen in 1988. Is all I'm saying. Random Van Halen fun facts. Do it. And there's a through line with a lot of different stories that keep uh, coming across the same topic, interweaving with Eddie's driving. <laughs> yes. That he drives like a fucking maniac. Yes. And they're just glad that they <laughs> that they made it out the other side. So speaking of driving fast, who do you think drove faster, Eddie Van Halen or Sammy Agar? Oh, Sammy. That 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 well, they would uh, admit to in public on okay, radio station. Okay, this is station. like Superman and the Flash, like right, right, like, <laughs> right. Um, I mean, just because of that setup. Well, Sammy like wrote the song, Eddie. though, right? You know, like yeah. Uh, he, he can't drive fifty-five. I don't think Eddie can drive in a straight line. Eddie and they had this was like an on a it was a radio interview, so it's, Eddie said it in kilometers, which makes me think he was driving <laughs> a European car. Um, on the autobahn, maybe. But uh, he, he's they. That was 165, but Sammy said he's fastest he's gone was 180. Yeah, I believe in miles per hour. Okay. Oh, see, Eddie was trying to cheat by throwing it in kilometers, make it sound like he was going super fast. Yeah. Speedometer capo, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang. Is 1988 the best year so far for Van Halen? I don't know. Keeps getting better and better. It's looking rosy. I think the view looks good from there. I think they're about to find an actual producer. Yeah, and they're about to re, uh, put. They're gonna push the fader up on that bass just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get a little more weird. They're gonna get a little more heavy. Alex is gonna start playing acoustic drums again. Yeah, thank you. Thank like, you. thanks for that decision. Alex. So I think the future is very bright. When's this next album come out? Ninety. I want to say ninety. Early. 90, 91, something like that. No, I think 90. Don't ask me that. I don't know. No, it's Fuck. a good outro right there. We're going to find out soon. We're going to find out soon enough. So uh, thanks, MC Sacred G, for that one. El Pagano. Yeah. Your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you, sir. It's not the, uh, team. Thank thick, them. Thick White Duke is going to have you sign out listening to uh, Van Halen from that fateful night in Tokyo.